Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians keeping in touch through the power of books and we are currently on our seventh book club book because me and Claire like to read a book together because that's how we, you know, chat, keep in touch and uh, we want you to join us in this as well and read our books together. And the seventh book that we have started is The Humans by Matt Haig. And we have read to page 50 and we're going to be discussing the first 50 pages so there will be a few spoilers but hopefully you've read to page 50 as well or this might incentivize you to do so. So what do you think Claire? Because this was my choice. It's a bit science fictiony. It is a little bit science fictiony. Um I, I feel like it does, you know, I mentioned last week about it, it feels like it's reading like a Douglas Adams novel with its kind of humour and its misunderstanding of stuff. What I'm trying to understand, right, is has he just a, arrived and gone into this person's body? Has he woken up in this person's body, body and then left the house? I'm trying to understand how he, how it, because he is, he knows he's married to this person and he's had this child. So I'm kind of confused as to why, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, um, from what I've gathered, he's from an alien race. This alien race are almost punishing him because he's stepped out of line and his punishment, community service almost, is to go into a human's body and rectify this issue that is happening on Earth. And the issue being is that this man has solved a mathematic equation that would advance the human race and the aliens are like, we don't want that. <laughs> We've got to stop this from happening. <laughs> yeah. So this guy has been imported almost into this human being that's come up with this equation to find out who he's told and where the evidence is and so no one else can discover it. But I think because he's basically been put into this man's body, they've killed the man because none of him remains. Yeah. And so was it the man who solved the maths equation? Yes. So this maths thing. The human and the, and the aliens have seen yes. that happen and that's why they yeah. Have have interfered and this alien yes. person has basically been put into this man's body, killing him in the process and now must discover mm-hmm. who he sold <laughs> the maths equation to or who who he told. Um and I think there was meant to be some transference of information when he became the guy, but there wasn't. He was literally just left with this is your wife, this is your child, this is your job, and he doesn't know anything else. (laughs) Um, So he's kind of up the creek, really, without a paddle. (laughs) Yeah, he is. And and it, it starts by him basically being naked and being knocked over by a car. Mm. And he obviously doesn't get injured from it because he's an alien and just gets up and kind of walks off and, and... it's all a bit astounding and the passerbyers of the cars are just beeping their horns at him and shouting at him and he doesn't understand why and it's because he's naked walking down the road basically (laughs) and he and he just thinks they're being quite normal that is normal behavior 
I mean, I think that's the interesting thing is that when he was meant to take over this guy's body, this guy was meant to either be in his office or be asleep because it was, mm. you know, he just found out this mathematical equation. But the, the human man was actually in the middle of nowhere, but naked. Yeah. But why? That, for me, is quite the mystery. How did he end up there? And why was he there? I don't know. That, I know. I wonder if we'll ever find he... out. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have been out in the middle of nowhere, would he? He was in bed with his wife, and that's what she remembers as yeah. well. And then she remembers waking up and he bed. wasn't there. Which means the human man must have left at some point to be in this location for reasons I don't know when the alien teleported into his body. Yeah. So that is a mystery that I'm still like, Mm. ooh, (laughs) why? (laughs) But it's a really silly book because it's this alien perspective of the human world and it's really clever how... Mm. Matt, Matt Haig's kind of written it because he's just like disgusted by all of these human mannerisms and the way he talks about you know how humans consume everything and how we're depressed and all that sort of thing and our judgment I just think it's absolutely hilarious I think for, like there was one of my favorite bits when he was saying like the only thing on a human body that wasn't ugly was like a man's testicles which was hilarious because we all know that is the most ugliest part that of any human the body. Ugliest part, yes, <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny because he's he's playing on those he things is obsessed that we know. With, yeah, he's 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 definitely obsessed with the nose as well, isn't he? Oh yeah, the nose. He yeah. hates human he noses. He hates human noses. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. Um, and so far in the book. He's obviously been wandering around naked. That's raised a few eyebrows. He's ended up in like a um, a mental kind of institution because they're like, what happened to this really clever lecturer person that's just wandering around yeah. naked? He must have had a mental break and then he has to get out of yeah. there. And and he makes his way back to the Cambridge University, which is where he's, he obviously does his work. Mm. And he's... He's written books and all sorts, hasn't he? He's written a couple of books, and that's where the police pick him up at the Cambridge University, don't they? Yeah. Obviously, he he ends up in some kind of mental institution for a very short time, doesn't he? Where he um, encounters a a girl called Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) The Zoe. He likes to chat about love. Yes. And discussing the other patients in the mental home as well. I know, I liked that because you know she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was but, funny there as well was the patient that said that he was speaking, he wasn't from this planet. And that <gasps> our yes. main character goes up to him thinking, oh, is it another alien that's been teleported? Yeah, but no, yeah. this person starts talking about like Star Wars and all yeah, of this other was. stuff. And he's like, he's just crazy. <laughs> but he ends up getting back home uh to his wife and son doesn't he and uh, that's where we're kind of picking up the story um but he he's trying to work out whether he needs to kill his wife though doesn't he oh i know because he's not sure what he's told her which is insane because you're just like 
I think that's the thing with this book. It's like all funny, and then all of a sudden it's like, actually, this alien killed this human man and mm. is going to kill his family. Like, this is actually horrible. Mm. It's a weird mix. I think his wife looks and sounds probably a bit savvy and is probably... I think she knows it's not him. I don't know. I've Just the way she acts... Yeah. I I feel like she knows more. She's... Yeah. We will find out, won't we? So what we're going to do... uh, So we arrived at the War and Money show and we're going to read up to the end of part one, which is going to be uh, page 119. Yeah. And to be fair, I felt it was easy reading like we read these pages quickly because it had such short chapters and we love short chapters me and Claire are big yeah. fans of short chapters yeah <laughs> we read quicker yeah I do like yeah definitely <laughs> but it's a good book good choice Sophie I'm oh really thank you. I it, hope so. it continues to be great as we move forward yeah yeah I think it will it's quite intriguing but what else have we been reading not very impressive enough. Uh, I I am still reading the Impulse Purchase, but it is quite a big book. I'm on page two hundred and eighty seven um, by Veronica Henry, and uh, it's it's quite a joyful read. Really, I'm, I am enjoying it. So they've purchased this pub, and you're starting to get some backstory on the characters. So you discover how Cherry met her husband Mike. And um, you also find out a little bit more about Maggie, who is the daughter and where she came from and how her husband got killed. I think he got killed in a crash. And then you also find out about Rose, who is the daughter of the daughter. <laughs> and the, and she's got a daughter called Gertie. She had Gertie when she was only 18 and is a Glastonbury baby. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Glastonbury is in this book. Yes, yeah. Your friend knows you well. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so she had some tiny fling with this boy called Ziggy. Um, And then um, she woke up in the morning and went out of the tent to go and get changed and then didn't know how to get back to the tent that he was in. So he doesn't know uh, he's got a daughter or anything. And he's just a a flash in the plan meeting and I think she did find out where he was where he lives but he blanked her because he felt like that she just disappeared and didn't come back and that wasn't the the fact she did try to look for him wow there's so much drama going on with these people lots of drama going on yeah and there's some uh quite good characters in the book so they've Open, they're going to open this pub and a lot of the local characters from the village are being introduced in the story like there's, there's the, the strange farmer man that's going to um, supply the pork and obviously there's going to be something go on between him, him and Maggie I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> something going on there and there's this um, there's this young girl who's 16 who's Mother is a bit of an alcoholic and she's just managed to get a, a little job at the pub. So you're going to hear more about her. And she comes from a rough part of the village. And and then there's a young girl who's the chef 
there now who's doing the chef job so you know you're dipping into her life so it's just really like it's just like I said a joyful read it's just quite charming and lovely and I, I quite like a read like that it's just easy and fun it's quite a strong female cast as well all the main characters very lots of female characters yeah it's really good which is but I always find not, a rarity not not yeah, not and not ones that are like high flying, powerful, intelligent, or anything like that. They're just ordinary individuals that have, you know, are trying really hard. And yeah, it's good. So, yeah, it is quite empowering, really. Hmm. I mean, talking about female narratives, actually, last week I was reading, I just started reading Giddy the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, and I was saying I was having a great old time with it, loved it. I finished that book, Claire. And that was chunky. It was chunky. But I could not put it down. And on reflection, I think all of the main characters in that book were all female as well. There weren't many male characters within that book. It was very much like female power and, yeah, strength. So, But, oh, my goodness, this book was, I think it was definitely my cup of tea. It, like, ticked every box that I want in a book, even boxes I didn't know I wanted. Um, it's very it was a very interesting book like I say it was necromancy in space which are two things that wouldn't usually go together it was a bit of a crazy idea and um, the main character Gideon was very snarky and she always came out with these really funny comments that you just wouldn't expect to find in a space book with necromancy you know it just but it worked it really did work and it just blended like high action cheese um good relationship sort of drama and high fantasy really I absolutely loved it um and the ending was kind of shocking I was a bit like oh what (laughs) um there is a sequel but apparently the sequel is very very different to the first book it follows a character that was in the first book but the style of writing is completely different people say it's good but it's very you know so I don't know if I'll read the second one just yet because I think I'll just be mm. comparing it to the first one and the reasons why I love the first one because I loved the character. But for me, this is an overdue because I can't oh, put it wow. down. When you read like a 500-page book within like four days, that's saying something. <laughs> My goodness, really? Really, Cleck. Four I days. Was, oh, wow. Over that bank holiday weekend I was just reading it non-stop I could not put it down it was a Sophie book through and through <laughs> brilliant yeah absolutely yeah, loved overdue. It. overdue I know I'm I'm having such a good reading journey at the moment <laughs> I then started another audio book because I've been doing a lot of traveling recently so I thought let's start up a new audio book and this one is the Marlowe Murder Club by Robert Thorogood and this is apparently the person that writes Death in Paradise. Oh, okay. And it's a yeah. little murder mystery book. It's very much like um, The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. It's definitely got sprinklings of that in it. And it's about yeah. these three women in this small town that end up banding together to look into the deaths of people that have died in their town recently because nothing ever happens in Marlow. And it is... Just really good fun, and the narrator has got this really nice voice. She almost sounds like a grandma, you know, when grandma read you bedtime mm-hmm. stories. It's those sorts of vibes, and I just can't get enough of it. 
it's um i think it's like a 11 hour audiobook and i've only got about six hours left and it's just brilliant um the main character, Judith, her neighbour got murdered. And Judith's a very eccentric character because she swims in the Thames, like, naked. Mm. <laughs> I know, she's crazy. Right. And she's an older lady that lives in, like, this massive house. And her neighbour gets murdered, so she starts looking into it. Then she meets Bex, who's the vicar's wife. And then they meet Susie, who is the dog walker. And um, Susie walks a dog for the other person that's been murdered which is why they all band together and they've started working with the detective and it's just cheesy, good fun uh, good mystery and yeah I'm really enjoying it it's very like light relief reading yeah um, just easy listening yeah and I'd say if you really want an easy listening book it's it's perfect for that and then because I finished Gideon the Ninth, I've gone back to I Kiss Sarah Wheeler by Casey McQuiston. I'm about halfway through that book now, and it is your typical YA sort of mystery. Again, really easy reading, but it's not gripped me the same as previous books because for me, I just don't care what happened to Sarah Wheeler. And as that is the crux of the plot, mm. I feel like it's quite a problem because... The main character can tell me till they're blue in the face why Sarah Wheeler's great, but I don't care. <laughs> so I'm kind of reading it for the characters, the, the three characters that are looking for Sarah, but the, the mystery isn't really there for me. It's not a, a tangible enough thread to follow. So you don't think the writer has done that on purpose to make the character you not want to care for the character i don't think so because i feel like in a mystery you always want to know what happened but i guess you want to know what happened because the mystery is interesting or you care about the character but neither of these things apply so i don't know what's meant to keep me gripped apart from just the main characters i guess who are okay <laughs> they're a bit bland um, but maybe it's just because I've gone from like this really great book that is everything I wanted in a book to suddenly a book that's a bit like, oh, there's not enough going on. Yeah. I'll let you know when I finish it, oh, but it's definitely yeah. not one that I'd say, you need to go out and read it right now. It's a bit like, um, nah. <laughs> And there you go, that, that's my reading. I'm down to just three books. I'm not reading four at the moment, Claire, just down to the three no, books. No, no. Well, I'm, I'm just good. sticking with the two books. I don't know what I'm going to read after the impulse purchase. I might have to pay a visit to the Whitby Bookshop. And there's been a few local authors promoting their books down there, so I might pick up a local author book. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I bet it's great to write in Whitby. Oh, I should, I, I think so. So it's much atmosphere. Yeah. So that is all for this week. Join us next week. We'll be reading up to page 119, which is the end of part one of The Humans by Matt Haig. So far, we're impressed. We're enjoying it. We want to know what's going to happen moving forward. And as always, follow us on Instagram at loungingwithbooks. On our Instagram page, we post reels 
We post pictures of books that we've read and we rate them. And obviously, Claire has loads of lovely pictures of Whitby as well. So if you're missing the seaside, you need to follow us at Lounging With Books on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you.